I'm Shereen Patek, and this is Starting Out. Digiday's newest podcast where I take the personal route with the movers and shakers in the marketing industry to find out their story, how they became the leaders they are today, and what their special power is that makes their craft so remarkable. And now for a very special episode, the guests who've been on the show so far have shared certain qualities and certain principles that they swear by to succeed and frankly, to lead their personal and professional lives. So in our end of year special episode, we're looking back at the five best pieces of advice we got on our show. I want to start with Brian Wiener. Brian is a chairman at 360i and his mantra for breaking into the industry and then making it big is simple old-fashioned, and it still works. It's the willingness to grind it out. I think there's a big difference between wanting to be successful and willing to do what it takes to be successful. If you want something, you have to be willing to work at it. And you have to be introspective to understand what you're lacking and dig in. And I think that sort of self-awareness and then the willingness to go grind it out to acquire those skills or experience is something that's missing with a lot of people. All of my classmates were going to Wall Street, consulting, or packaged goods. Those are traditional tracks. Those companies came and recruited on campus. They hired their interns in the fall of first year, Mm -hmm. and they hired their full-time employees in the fall of second year. There were no people looking in advance for internet people. That wasn't something that happened. You had to grind your way through to try and get into the right place at the right time. And both my internship and my full-time job, I didn't get till I was in April. So that that was a grind both hustle-wise and also mentally. And then I think about everything that happened between then and, and pretty much now, there's been far more failure than there has been success. And so we've really had to grind through everything through my, my career. Um, I think that's been one of the keys to success, frankly. What, what, what was that experience like? You were in school, you, everyone was working towards a track. And you know, from what I know about business schools, it, it, a lot of it still is true today. There's, there is a certain track for a lot of people. And when you're outside that track, it feels like you're doing double the work. Absolutely. I think one of the things that, I, that I've always been sort of blessed with, I guess, is I, I've been sort of oblivious to what other people are doing and been very comfortable kind of doing my own thing. I don't think my parents thought that was a great thing when I was in high school, but it's you just have to tune that out and find something that you're excited about and believe in that and believe in yourself and commit to it. If you worry about what other people are doing, it's very easy to get distracted. It's extremely easy to get distracted and focus on what you're doing is a critical component to being successful. And and I often say, whether it's individually or it's companies, the first thing you need to do is decide what you're not doing. As opposed to figuring out, this is what I'm gonna focus on, you start to say, here are the things that fall outside of that. And deciding what you're not gonna do is often more important than deciding what you are gonna do. I don't think it was something conscious, I think it's just kind of the way my brain works, which is where do I wanna go and let me work backwards on how to get there. So I always think about, where do I want to be at X time? Or what do I want to get out of this meeting? And then what do I need to do to prepare so the meeting goes in a particular way mm-hmm. and just work backwards? And anything that doesn't fit Take it in out. that, you just don't do. And that's just sort of the, whatever reason, that's the way my brain works. I don't think it's rocket science. I think it's just kind of reverse engineering success. One of the things that's really influenced me the most in my career is the fact that I had shitty mentors and I really, I, what I did was I learned how not to lead a company and how not to manage by watching hmm. 
mm-hmm. these people. And so, A, I think that has helped me make, become a better leader because I've seen sort of that, I don't know if, how many of listeners watch Seinfeld, but there's a famous episode where George Costanza decides to do the opposite of all of yes. his instincts. Love that. One. So that was really been my management approach in terms of looking at mentors. But it also has influenced me as I've tried, I don't know if I've succeeded, but I've tried as a leader to actually be a good mentor because I do think that that made life a lot harder for me. Well, Brian learned a lot on what not to do because of shitty mentors, there are still some legendary ones to learn from, like Jeff Goodby, the chairman at Goodby Silverstein and Partners. Jeff said something seemingly obvious, but very important about the industry, which is probably not said enough times. Don't burn bridges with people because they'll be back. You know... Usually there's a really rational reason for firing people and, you know, it has to do with them just not being the right person at that point in time for that job. It doesn't mean they're a bad person or, you know, you don't have the money to pay them anymore. That's really <laughs> That's common. a pretty good reason. Yeah. And, you know, I think we try really hard to take into account the, you know, the circumstances of the person and, you know, um, give them good recommendations if they deserve it. Mm-hmm. and um, try to, you know, try to stay in touch with them and make sure they're okay. I yeah. think we're pretty good at that. It's interesting that it sticks with you. Yeah. It's why when you do fire people, or, you know, or they leave, you don't burn bridges with them because they'll be back, you know, sometimes. Yeah. They'll, sometimes they'll end up being your client. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, you want them back. You don't want them back. But uh, you do have to be careful of... You know, I always try hard to have people feel good about us in the end. You know, there's no reason to trash people. And it's not just one sided. It's not just the organization's job to work on these relationships. It's also the ones trying to get jobs at these organizations. And Katrina Craigwell, who heads innovation at GE, put it so well. You got to show up when you're at work. None of us are entitled to anything. If we're going to derive some value from a paycheck, then show up. Be present even with the best intentions, right? It's really easy to be on your meeting, in in your in a meeting, on your phone, on your computer, you think you're multitasking. Um, it's really easy to forget to say thank you. Um, again, with best the best of intentions. And it's also, you know, there are things that people don't expect, but the people that help you along the way have a stake in your path. And so remembering that when something good happens at the end of getting their advice or them making an introduction, going back and saying, bringing them along and saying, thank you, without you, this wouldn't have happened. It means a lot. So it's not even just like manners and and misbehaving, but just how do you build those relationships? How do you really do it with love and respect for the person on the other side of the table? People really want to help you and um, almost don't expect any. It's in in just a really nice way when you have strong relationships, Mm -hmm. sending flowers, a handwritten note. Those are things that are all easy to do. And the five or 10 minutes that it takes to do that and and kind of give some of that love um, is just so important to building a relationship. And when I think about this whole notion of making sure to say thank you and bring folks along, you know, the, the deeper kind of part of that is the importance of trust in our relationships and communication and again, showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I am more of an introvert on the scale. And so for me, where I've received feedback, especially over the last, um, you know, seven years of my time at GE is around how I behave when I am feeling stressed or when I go more into my introverted ways. And, you know, I, in, in some of those times, I am likely to just kind of put my head down and, and get to work, uh, 
or, or to kind of just think, well, nobody, nobody's really looking nobody at me. No one's paying attention. I'm just going to be over here. This is comfortable for me kind of on my own. And for folks on the other side, and I'm so, I'm, I will be, I'm eternally grateful for this feedback. I think to them, it felt like I wasn't showing up, like I was disappearing. We don't know what she's thinking. We don't know what she's doing. There's no trust there. Along with trust, a good environment matters, like Jamie Robinson. Jamie, who now runs her own agency called Joan, said every day for her begins with the doorman at her office. Entertaining him gives her happiness. And she says that's what even the industry is all about, entertainment. And sometimes it takes itself way too seriously and it forgets those basics. Every morning I come in and I say hi to our doorman at the office and he, we have like a really great relationship. So I know that that sounds crazy, but um, yeah, like he, his name is Winston and he's just the coolest dude that ever walked the face of the earth. So it's so funny because he, we had this ongoing, um, I, I sing his name. We, we have a conversation about, you know, usually the weather, <laughs> but you know, and like how he's feeling and everything. And it, and it's a little bit, you know, I come in dancing sometime. I want to make him happy. And, um, and it's funny because after a while he asked someone, what does that woman do for your company? And they're like, oh, she's the one who founded it. And he was like, she's the boss. Oh, he didn't know no, you were the boss. No. And, and, and it was like, it was a revelation because I don't, I don't know. I, he was just like, well, she's so silly, you know, I guess <laughs> it's the answer. I didn't think bosses could be silly. <laughs> I guess that was it. We in our industry wring our hands a lot about a lot of things. And it's, um, it's so funny. Every time we have a piece of work, I try to go, okay, if I wasn't connected to this brand and I wasn't connected to this agency and I saw this, would I, as just a person, be entertained? Would, I be, would it be something that I would want to watch and I would want to share? And it's, it's something we try to remind our clients of before we ever present anything in a, in a meeting. We try to say, like, guys, let's all try to come to this room first as humans and then, and then as marketers. And, and we can really figure out if something is smart and if it makes sense for the business and work through it. But first, we have to make sure that we fall in love with it as people. Um, yeah, I, I think entertainment is, um, it is so key for us to get past a lot of the hurdles we are facing right now. Um, it used to be that um, we put our our work on a channel and no one could skip past it and no one could you know, people could zip zap, which was the old just changing the channels, but no one did because they were lazy. Um, and 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 that that piece of you know of communication would get fed to you. But now, the things that we're competing against are the things that people will, you know, the the millions of messages and and. Enter pieces of entertainment that they see on their phones every day and their their computer screens every day and their TV screens, and we have to try to be as good as that. We have to try to be better than that because we're selling we're selling something. Um, so yeah, so I, I think entertainment is is the most important thing we can do. Um, of course, we have to be strategically smart and um, and we have to try to obviously hold ourselves to good values, but um, but those are I think table stakes. And while we're talking about how the industry is all about entertaining, it can also often be about making quick decisions with the fast-moving marketplace. It's this that gives Wendy Clark, the CEO of DDB North America, the competing edge. I actually think my greatest fear is inertia. I, I fear that our organization may sit still and, and agencies can't. So I'm, I think I probably over-rotate on the opposite. What's the opposite of inertia? Because by the way, also competitively, I mean, let's just step back competitively. If we're always moving, then our competitors can't figure out where we are. Several times on interviews, I steal Steve Easterbrook saying, who's the CEO of McDonald's, he says progress over perfection, right? And I think progress over perfection is a good 
metaphor for what we have to do to move with a real-time marketplace, right? I mean, the marketplace is moving faster than ever. So if we're busy looking for perfection in a marketplace that is rating contextual relevance in real time, we are completely at odds with the marketplace. We have to move into a place that where speed trumps perfection and that we'll, and by definition of that, we're making progress. And I think it's, it's putting those, that sort of principle in place. And so back to a leadership perspective, you have to be able to make decisions and you have to be able to make them very quickly. And I'm, I, I think that is a doer mentality from doing you grow into understanding when decisions aren't made, how it choconecks and strangleholds an organization is not good. It's not effective. It's certainly not in this marketplace today. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I very much think about that notion of, you know, being able to make, I, I try very aggressively to make decisions with the speed that my organization needs them to be made. I'm less worried about whether they're the right decision or not, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I'm hopeful that most of the time they are. But if it's not the right decision, we've made a decision, it's the wrong decision, we'll pivot quickly and we'll get to the right one. It's way better than no decision. And that wraps up for today's show. Thank you for listening. Our producers, Aditi Sangal. We'll see you in the new year with new episodes and brand new guests. Stay tuned. Until then, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Rate us and leave us a five-star review or write to me with feedback at shereen at See you next week and a very happy new year to you all.